Hi, this is Pastor Tim Crick, and you are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, a part of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us online at www.htelc.com. We worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11 a.m., where you are never too late and there is always room for one more. We hope you can join us sometime, and we hope you find the sermon you're about to listen to helps you to understand and experience the depths of God's love for you and the entire world. Thanks for listening. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 11, verses 2 through 11. Glory to you, O Lord. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered him, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Christ. You may be seated. So I just want to do a quick review of Isaiah because I know, look, I don't remember what I preached on last week. I don't remember you to preach, remember all the time, right? Book of Isaiah. How many books is it actually divided up into? Three. Three books. Does anyone remember those three complicated names of the book of Isaiah? They are? Book one, book two, and book three. You got it. If you open up your Bible and you go through Isaiah, you will see actual headings that say book one, book two, and book three. Isaiah was written to help understand, challenge, encourage one of the major, if not the major event that occurred in the Old Testament for the Hebrew Bible. Does anyone remember what is the event that it is trying to help the people understand? The Babylonian exile, the exile of Babylon, right? Babylonian exile, and I, for, if I am repetitive sometimes, I apologize, but how many people remember things after the first time? Right? So that's just part of it, Larry. The, the exodus from Egypt was one. Yes, exodus, and that's what I talked about last week. Those are the two major events, the exodus from Egypt, the Babylonian exile, the, essentially The whole Hebrew scriptures are written to help understand those two events, right? Help understand those two events. And the Babylonian exile is not written in the way that the exodus from Egypt is. It's more written indirectly in which you're hearing people's expressions. You're hearing people crying out to God. You're hearing people what is going on. But there isn't an account about the Babylonian exile the way there is for the exodus from Egypt that you get that in the account of Exodus, if you didn't figure that one out, right? So, Babylonian exile, 
three books of Isaiah. Book one of Isaiah is meant, is written to the people before the exile. You have Israelites, you have the northern kingdom, you have the southern kingdom. In 722, the Assyrians come in and conquer the northern kingdom. And now there is no longer David sitting on the throne. Jerusalem's in the south, so there's still the southern kingdom, but they're much smaller. About 586, Babylonians come in, conquer the Assyrians, and then take out the rest of the Israelites, and the Jerusalem is leveled. At that point now, you get the Babylonian exile. All of those people, wealthy, powerful, whatever it might be, are kicked out. They have to leave, and just a remnant of the people remain. Now, this is a big deal because, remember, there's a promise to David that said, one of David's line will always sit on the throne. And this is the land that people believe they were given, and they will always be on and occupying. And now, that is no longer the case. So when the Babylonian exile occurs, everything that they hoped in is gone. Does that make sense? So it is such a, you can't overestimate what that means to the Israelite people and how that is reflected in the Old Testament. Book two is written to the people in exile from Isaiah. Book three is now written to the people coming back from exile. Does that make sense? The people left. This is now, if it was 586, I want to say about 510, 515. The people are welcome to come, are able to come back. How do you think that goes between the people who had to remain and now the people that come back? Not well. Not too well. Right? Not too well. You left, or you whatever, you intermarried, you developed this new life, you got these new cultures, new customs, and now you're coming back in, and wait a minute. Right? Isaiah book 3 is written to that time after the Babylonian exile. What our reading is from today in Isaiah is a transition period between book 2 and book 3. Okay? It's pointing to... The exile is done. People are coming back. What is that time going to be? Can we hope for what will be with the understanding or the hope that it will bring us joy now? Does that make sense? Let's understand what's going to happen and see if that can infuse us with a hopefulness or a joy within our lives now. So listen to some of these things, knowing that, right, that we have from the Isaiah reading. These people are coming back. The ending is going to be gone. The wilderness and dry land shall be glad, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom. They feel like they've been in the desert again. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of speechless shall sing for joy. The burning sand shall become a pool. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. I'm going to jump down. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Zion is another name for Jerusalem. So this time has ended. A new time is coming. Anybody hope for a new time coming in our world today? Right? Anybody ever been on vacation? <laughs> Maybe once. What are some of your favorite things about vacation? Dan? You can relax. What else? 
See new things. What else do you like about vacation? Try new foods. No television. Cell phone can get turned off and put away. No email. Right? You know what? If you want to have more happiness upon your return from vacation, you know what the most important thing is? Plan and anticipate your vacation. Studies have been done, and people that plan and anticipate their vacation will enjoy it more upon the return, and that joy will last, as opposed to those where there is no planning and the vacation just occurs. Even if everyone have a vacation that doesn't go well, you come back and like, I just need a vacation from a vacation, right? Even in that circumstance, if you anticipate what you're going to do, your joy from it will be stronger upon your return. As people of faith, I hesitate saying this because I don't want to be like, hey, let's anticipate what's to come and just get these narrow blinders on and forget about everything else because that's not what it's going to be. It's not just anticipating, but it's planning for and preparing for that vacation, right? What are we going to do? What it's going to look like? You know, whether it's going on websites of the hotel you're going to be at, the resort you're going to stay at, the country you're going to visit, the new restaurants that are going to be there. You prepare, don't you? You do these things to enhance the experience that you're going to have. As people of faith, what are things we could be doing to bring us joy, to enhance the experience that will be when Christ comes again? So it's, what is that life going to be like? How do we prepare for those things today? I think we get glimpses in this gospel lesson of what that life is going to be like. Jesus is asked, are you the one who's to come or are we to wait for another? And his response is, what do you see? The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, good news is proclaimed to the poor. Can we participate and prepare for those things in our life today? I think we can, right? We can participate in proclaiming good news to the poor? Who are the people that told you have no value? How do we say you have value? Who are the people in the world today that said, no, you don't count? How do we proclaim to them to say, you do count? Who are the people that are blind? And I don't just mean literally blind. Who are the people that are deaf? And I don't mean literally deaf. How are you blind? How are you deaf? How are you unable to walk? You will be healed of your blindness, of your deafness, of your inability to walk or move in the future. Right? What are those things that prevent you from truly seeing the world that God created and sees? How do you get rid of that blindness today? What are those things that prevent you from hearing the cries of the poor how to enable ourselves to hear that, to proclaim to them good news, because that's what the world is going to be in the future. How do we live that today? And our trust is that will bring us joy today. It'll give us perspective. It'll give us hope. It'll give us peace. Anybody need a little bit of that in our lives? <laughs> right? 
This is the good news. Anticipating what is to come will not only, I think, help us to enjoy it more, maybe, if that's even possible, it'll help us to find more joy in the world and in our lives today by engaging in those things that will become a reality and make them a reality now. That is joy, and joy cannot be. Amen. That's the sermon for this week. We hope from it you learned a bit more about God's love for you and the world. Please subscribe and rate our podcast to help us be found by and reach more people. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you are loved.